Hey, Ants, check it out. There's a place in France where the naked ladies dance. <laughs> really, Andy? It's Christmas, and you're singing about nudity and France. What is up, peoples? You are listening to episode 12 of the Nothing Podcast. Uh, on this episode, Tim Capra makes his triumphant return for his third episode, and I'm sure he will have some uh, hard-hitting stories as usual. If you have ever listened or continue listening to these, thank you very much. Anytime you guys send me messages or uh, repost on Instagram or send me DMs that you listened to it or liked it, uh, I really do appreciate it, and it's really cool that anybody listens to it at all at any time. Uh, And I know a lot of people liked Whitney's episode, and there are a few people from Burn lined up, so there will be more um, ladies from Burn that will be doing the podcast. So tune in for those. Uh, and have a good Christmas. Thanks. Right. Oh. 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 Jeez. AOA. I got the mall. I got the same. Yeah. I got the axe. Yeah. I got the brain. Sorry to cut off that straight banger of a song, but uh, no one wants to hear T.I.'s verse anyway. He's been straight trash since trap music. Anyway, this is episode 12 of the Nothing Podcast. Riley has already gone home for the holidays, so it is just me. Um, However, I am going to call up my friend Max from back home, and we're going to have our second segment on the show before our guest arrives of Get to Know Max. Get to Know Max. What's up? Hey, how's it going, guys? Oh, it's just me, dude. Riley's gone home for the, the holidays. Oh, so she didn't just leave you? It's a solo show. No, she didn't leave me. Not, she, not yet. If she broke up with you and you don't want to tell me on air, can you just text me? Yeah, I'll tell you off air. Alright, perfect. Cool, 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 cool. Are you ready for question number one? I sure am. Uh, what's your favorite movie? And I know this is a tough question, but I guess overall, or what oh, your favorite movie shit. is right now? Or... Um, like, I would be typical and say Miracle, because it really is, but if I had to be completely honest, I would say Wedding Crashers, because that's the one movie I could watch over and over and over again and still lose my mind every time I watch it. I feel like you should get 
everyone you should get a favorite movie of each genre because then you have to choose it's so specific no one can have a favorite movie if you have a if you actually have a favorite movie you're a psychopath yeah you're a fucking murderer yeah um so so comedy would be wedding crashers drama would be miracle horror would be um does american psycho count as a horror oh for sure then that would be my favorite horror movie it's not bad. The people are going to get to know you. I don't have a favorite rom-com. Favorite rom-com. There's a lot of good rom-coms. Um, I could probably... You know what? That's a, that's a fucking lie. I probably have 12 favorite rom-coms. What about... Uh, what Happens in Vegas? Oh, God. That is such Classic. a good movie. Cameron, Cameron Diaz. Underrated. Most Cameron Diaz. And her most Cameron Diaz, might I add. Yes. Okay, question number two. Um, the hardest you've thrown up drinking from drinking before. Oh, shit. Um, that night at Emma O'Brien's house, the time I went home to my dad and threw up in front of him <laughs> on the on the kitchen table, but it wasn't the time. <laughs> it wasn't it wasn't once I got home at the kitchen table. It was when uh, Aaron, Jessica, and I went outside because I was afraid to go out by myself. I told him to come outside with me. He said, "No, I'm not going to go outside just to watch you puke." I said, "Dude, just come with me. I'm not going to throw up. I just need to talk to you." We stepped off the back porch. I walked over to the shed that was in the backyard and I projectile vomited over a six foot privacy fence and uh, Aaron, so Aaron, Aaron to this day says it looks like a fire hose going over the fence <laughs> poor Jezik like I would be willing to bet that not a single drop of vomit landed on the six foot privacy fence <laughs> it, was, it had that much force behind it oh god crystal clear all uh, country club vodka okay Three. That country club hitter, dog. That shit. It's it, 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 like so a nasty. Block. <laughs> All right, this one is actually courtesy of Riley. Uh, what's your okay. go? What's your go-to Jimmy John's order? Uh, see, that's hard because it used to be the uh, Club Lulu, no tomatoes, add avocado. <laughs> but lately, I've really been just dominating that new Cuban they have. Oh, really? Yeah, I love a Cuban, and it's like a real lazy Cuban, but it's good. Have you had a Frenchie? No, isn't that that little slim, thin, yes. penis-looking thing? You should try it. It looks like a, a pool Cuban. It feels like it would be rock hard. <laughs> it's not. It's delicious. All right, I'll add it to it's the very, Yeah, it's very simplicity at its finest. Um, also, no chips, no cookie. I don't know why. They just, their chips and cookie doesn't do much more. They're not that great, yeah, for sure. I'd rather just add, like, bacon and that avocado spread, which is straight fire. That, that Cuban, um, if you really want a ball, like, really drop some dong on a sandwich, have them add roast beef, which makes it not a Cuban, but it's still a really good sandwich. It's a good idea. Little, little, little sneaky pro tip there little, for the kids at home. Little off-the-menu tip, tips and tricks. Yeah, that's, that's a veteran move, little extra roast beef. What's your favorite beer and favorite cocktail? Um... Question four. Yes, it is. Uh, Two-parter. Beer would be a. Uh, I assume you're meaning like decent beer, not Bud Select. It's. I mean, if, um, that's, if Bud Select's your I, favorite like, and you're a piece of I trash drink, from I the Midwest. Drink, so I drink a ton of Bud Select, but that's like when I'm being a dirtbag at the lake or playing softball. Well, yeah, something. if you're but trying to favorite, go all day. My favorite beer would be uh, likely a Cuvée from Four Hands. 
Jesus. It's a pretty sour seasonal beer that they do once a year, and it's a really fucking awesome. A cuvee. Yeah, and that's officially, officially the new um, most asshole thing I've ever had. <laughs> and then my go-to cocktail is a Jack and Ginger Ale. If Diet Ginger Ale is available, I prefer it because it's less sweet, but Jack and Ginger Ale. Interesting. Uh, that's another pro tip. Go diet soda on all cocktails. Less hangover. Diet soda is going to kill you, but so is the four ounces of Jack Daniels that you put into your cocktail. So less hangover, less sugar, and the drinks less It's going to kill you so slow, though. It's going to kill you slow. Go we, diet, we don't know. Go, go diet on the sodas when you order a mixed cocktail. That's a good call. All right, last but certainly not least. Do you have any, like, this is kind of a strange question, but I have examples for me and Riley. Um, any, uh-huh. e- any irrational fears? Like, you're... Um, okay, good. I how, you how long is this episode going to be? I don't know. Like, with just us, I, you mean? I, I, could, I could probably lift about 20,000 irrational fears. <laughs> okay, go ahead. Most of, most of my life is irrational fears. <laughs> um, I have a reoccurring dream that apparently is semi-normal. Um, my dad said he had it a lot when he was younger. Having to use my gun in self-defense or to protect someone else, and I pull the trigger, and it crumbles like it's made out of little Legos. Oh, my God. I would say I have that dream once or twice a month. <laughs> and apparently it's super common, which makes me feel a little less fucked up. Oh, really? Irrational fears. Uh, bugs going in my mouth while I'm asleep. <laughs> if I see a bug in my room or <laughs> in the house or, or in the house that I'm in and I don't kill it, I can't sleep in that room. <laughs> there would be times like when I live with my parents where a moth would get in and I'd see a moth and I couldn't kill it and I lost it. I had to sleep in our spare room on the floor because I was afraid to sleep in my own room with a fucking bug on the loose. <laughs> Some so sick fuck on the loose. That would be a huge one. Uh, Riley put, well, one of her, um, I guess cousins, um, her irrational fear is being framed. <laughs> like being cranked? Being framed for, like, murder. Like, for murder. Yeah, yes. Well, then she needs to spend time around less psychopath people if she's worried about someone framing her. I mean, and then Riley was, like, describing it to me, and I was like, are you also be afraid of being framed? She's like, no, but it'd be scary. I'm like, what? You're not going to get framed. No one's going to frame you. Well, I'll be um, completely honest. That is a wildly unhealthy fear and a terrible way to go through life. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'll see you in a couple of days, man. See ya. All right, everyone, let me introduce you to Tim Capra, episode 12. Um, we talked a lot, um, actually, about training this one. So there's a lot of stuff about training and working out, believe it or not, with some other stories sprinkled in, and, of course, probably some sort of uh, gross topic, as usual. So please enjoy. And last night, I can tell you, I wasn't in a talkative mood. <laughs> I was going to say, you I didn't just, seem too excited just now. Oh, last night, I wasn't well, in a talkative mood at all, and then... What happened last night? It's just one of those nights where I just didn't have any energy. Yeah. I feel like doing anything. Like, I seriously, like, all I want to do is eat and, like, sit in front of the TV. Yeah. And then... Like, a day that you just don't want to engage. Uh-uh. And I was like, if I go on there, I'm going to be like, Jeremiah's going to be like, so, did you, uh, have you ever, like, taken a dump before? And I was like, yes. <laughs> Can you expound on that? No. No. <laughs> I just can't think of anything. Like he immediately went, have you ever taken a dump before? <laughs> I thought a, that's what this podcast a was. couple of those questions. <laughs> and then Zanethia was more in that mood today. Cause yeah, I figured. Just, it's that time of the month and she's just 
It was like I would be negative about every single thing, and that would be, <laughs> be interesting. <laughs> she was like, I'd probably say some things I'd regret. <laughs> yeah, and then like every interaction with every person throughout the day, especially like those are the days that you have to coach the most classes, and then every interaction is just exhausting. <laughs> oh, like Sanathia does that every day I come home. Like she's like. So, what are we picking out for our baseboards and our fireplace and some of us that we're doing on a remodel? And I'm like, I don't care. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. I do care, but I don't care at this time. Yeah. Because it's just, I'm just tired of thinking and talking and yeah, interacting. And she's like, why don't you spend any more time with me? I'm like, we're spending time together. We're watching TV. <laughs> <laughs> now we have the same thing. Like, it's, it's somehow really, really draining, especially if you have the whole day. Coach. I can tell you the job that I was most exhausted at ever in my life, I never had to stand up or do anything, was I tutored mathematics in college. And talking to people and trying to teach them and use your brain, because, I mean, half the stuff you hadn't seen in four years. Right. And because they were taking that sounds like a nightmare. low, algebra, like, beginning college right. algebra stuff, and I was in whatever advanced calculus stuff. And just I was just that, like... I, want, I need to pass this so I can be a nurse. Yeah, exactly. And they would come in there and they just didn't understand math at all. And I was just like, well, how else can I explain how this works? <laughs> yeah. Because you're not getting it. It's and, black and white. There is no gray. And I'd get home at 9 o'clock at 19 years old. And I'd be like, I'm so tired. I just want to go to sleep. And I was like, I kind of suck right now. Yeah. But you know, the other awesome thing about tutoring is it paid nothing. Okay. So like, I was just like, cool. I made like... Minimum wage. Really? Damn. That's a long day. Yeah. And probably quite monotonous. Well, also, you're in college, so you're learning all day on your own, uh, and then you're teaching when you're not learning, and therefore... That can't it, be conducive to any sort of retention. Yeah, yeah it's That's just like your rough. brain's fatigue. Yeah. And then if they left, I'm like, oh, I'm going to do my own homework, and then you're... So you're always thinking. Because I would coach from 6 a.m., and then I would get to my like grad class, which was like at 5 and we go to like 8.30. It's like, mm-hmm. it's three and a half. I'm supposed to, I cannot pay attention to for three and a half hours. Like, I've been coaching all day long. Well, and still, my hardest part of my job, I believe, right now is trying to program for the masses. Yeah. Like, if I was just programming for you only, it's right. pretty easy. I'm not... It'd be harder to get someone like you injured. It's like you're writing one and a half workouts just mm-hmm. to make the other divisions. Right. And then also, there's an added conditioning metcon. And the warm-ups are relatively intricate on some right. days. So, and yeah, that's so a lot. And that's the hardest part. And that would be like if I did that all day long now, was just program. It was what I was in college where I just learning and teaching and tutoring and doing all this stuff. And it's just like a brain fatigue. Yeah. Which was also, some for some reason, mentally. It was not only mentally exhausting, but physically I was just exhausted at the end of the day. Yeah. But And I know you program. And well, I program day like day by day for the next day so by the end of the week i have like i'm out of ideas like i have no creative t- no creative oh, yeah. by like thursday or friday yeah so it's good that i don't usually work fridays but i used to program for a gym called elite ft in uh glen carbon illinois and it was like a crossfit gym that didn't have the affiliate they right. just didn't pay for it and i would program the whole month ahead and man i fucking hated that and then like i would look back and like go over it to just see if like everything looked right and then i would realize that i did like four workouts that were almost identical 
Yeah. Because I'm just going over the same shit in my head. Yeah. And you go, you find out this one thing that you really like. Yeah. And then you look back on it and you go, crap, I use that a lot. <laughs> I did 30 triplets. <laughs> <laughs> I do a lot of triplets. I do think triplets are the most fun because you can get a piece of each. Right. Cardio, uh, calisthenics, body weight, yesterday, and uh, barbell. Yesterday's change up was a real doozy for me. <laughs> that sucked. <laughs> Did you? The I switch thought... from wall balls to kettlebell thrusters oh. was not great for me. I got you. I would have much rather done wall balls. Huh. Uh, I mean, we had we switched just because the walls were right. Bad. Yeah. And Matthew Little technically beat me, but he did not split his reps evenly amongst each arm. So that's a DQ. I'll take my win on the night. I think I'm four for five this week. Thank you. Oh, that's a pretty good week for you. It is a good week. Did he do the snatch one? No, he didn't. He didn't do that snatch one. Okay. I think he could probably finish it. Oh, he can. I think he can. But you finished it like right. I had a second ago. Yeah. One second. You've done that a few times. Yeah. It was pretty miraculous. But he's better at double unders. So I think he'd have more time. But double unders do fatigue him really badly, though. Yeah. But I I ended up, uh, I just got done programming for the week just a second ago. But that's why when you were like, what time? And I was like, when I finish. (laughs) So I left plenty of time just in case. Because sometimes I program, I can program the week in an hour. And sometimes I just get stuck. Yeah. And sometimes it's like three. And then, and I used to, before we joined gyms, I used to program the night before every night i would just program the night before and a lot of times sometimes that's good yeah but sometimes you just try to come up with something at the last minute and you're like oh my god i've been sitting in front of this computer for right. an hour or you, you forget about it and you're, and like, you're oh, like, crap. like oh i used every movement up on monday and <laughs> yeah. tuesday why did i do we did like, filthy 50 on a monday well, I, did, I mean, we're doing 12 Days of Christmas oh, on Monday. Man. And that's 12 movements. I hate that. I, hate I actually like those workouts. Why? I'm good at long stuff. Yeah, Riley's going to say the same thing. It's I, so just like grindy. Yeah, you would totally. I'm a better at a grind yeah. workout than I am at anything else. If they go, all right, this one is a five minute time cap I'm like well everyone's gone to <laughs> but they're like it's a 35 minute time yeah. cap and I don't the thing is is I don't enjoy grindy workouts though yeah I don't enjoy them I'm just mentally Efficient. can hang on yeah I can hang on for it for a while what were we just talking about before that programming oh, yeah. Yeah. I've been doing like the past couple weeks maybe like two or three days out and even that has helped me be like more prepared at least yeah, for the day. It is. But and every day before I go in or every, the day before I go in, I review the workout to make sure I'm like, all right, I, this, how am I going to teach this? Just right. real quick. Like some stuff you just go, Oh no, I'll teach that. Like you don't even have to think about it. And then other things you're like, all right, I need to make sure this is a, um, we're doing five sets of five at the same weight, not building. Right. Like just because I don't want to be teaching it. They're like, Oh, okay. I was like, oh, crap. That is... Yeah. We are supposed to get built up to 70% and stay there. I get that way on the weightlifting days. Like, I have to review it beforehand. Yeah. For sure. But anytime it's, like, the hit ones, like, the Friday hit was so ideal. Because it was just three AMRAP couplets. And you had to explain like, it for yes. two minutes yes. max. Yes. That's the best. Each one. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the building where we're like, or we're going, we're going for a three rep max push press. I'm like, all right, guys, here's what a push press is. I know you know what it is, but I'm going to go over it one more time and build every round. You got 15 minutes. Let's yeah. go. 
And I'm like, oh, that's so easy. Yep. Is there a lift on Monday or no? Is it just 12 days? I don't think we're going to do a lift because okay. that one's just Yeah, so it takes grindy. like, let's take an hour. Yeah, sometime. those are some grindy. And then oh, I'm, I'm doing, curious yeah, and it's at 9 a.m. Can you tell me what the one is? Just tell me what the one is. If we stick to what they had done in the past, I know the two is a snatch. Probably 135. Some bullshit. Uh, crap. I'd have to look at my water file. I didn't write it, rewrite it down. I didn't. I didn't. You don't even remember what the one is? Is it a row, a run, a I don't remember what it is. I don't remember what it is. All right. Tell your uh, toilet brush story. Oh, <laughs> the story that just happened. Um, so, as a gym owner, one of the privileges is... It used to be that I got to clean the gym quite a bit anyway. But now we have certain people that clean every night, which is awesome. But if you walk into any scenario as a gym owner and you see that it looks like crap, then you've got to correct that. You're out of toilet paper, you go grab toilet paper. You could do anything else. So for some reason, quite often, I guess because of pre-workout or the amount of protein people eat, when I go, uh, definitely pre-workout. Uh, when I go into the bathrooms, I'm like, "Oh, cool! There's a <laughs> crap all over, all inside of the toilet bowl that's not even in the water." Sometimes it's splashes. Yeah. Sometimes it splashes back, and so you get on the bottom of the toilet seat. <laughs> so you're like, "Oh, I get to clean this." Well, there was definitely a giant chunk of Duke. Oh, in there that was just wedged on the top it didn't matter if I flushed or whatever it just was it was a solid sticky one so I said alright I can't leave that I better go ahead and brush this off <clears throat> so I grab my toilet brush and some cleaner and I spray it and I'm just cleaning and all of a sudden next thing I know <laughs> I feel something pop and hit me on the lip <laughs> And so, so the problem with that also is you have a toilet brush that a thousand people have used, probably. I mean, it's a reasonably new toilet brush, but still a lot of people have used it. So you go, I need to immediately like wash my face off or go run in front of traffic or something. You got to, but also, quick bath and kerosene. But also your hands are filthy, so you can't rinse them off. So then I have to like slowly finish up, flush the toilet. Wash my hands. I, every time I t- touch a toilet brush, I wash my hands for like a minute before I feel like I'm okay to clean. And then I wash my face off. But I, if I had looked in the mirror and there had actually been a piece of Duke on my lip, oh my <laughs> I would have ended it all. <laughs> it would have been one of the most tragic days of my life. But instead, it was. But it was still toilet water splashed onto my lip. That's not a a very fun scenario. You're taking a trip to the Napa's Trace. Bridge. <laughs> it happened to me. Yeah. Oh, God. I knew we'd get there about poop somehow. Um, but we're, actually, I wrote, I wrote this one down most recently. Because I went through, like, there were some high school coaches that taught me some stuff about lifting. And then there was my strength coach in college that taught me the majority. Like, who taught you stuff? On like Olympic lifting technique, Olympic lifting, CrossFit, like and like, where did you learn like okay. reps and sets, percent, <laughs> any of that shit, and how that shit worked? 
Okay, for the longest time I worked out by myself, I had a routine no one taught me. I just figured it out, and I did the exact same routine two to three times a week for seven years. <laughs> Holy shit. But I was disciplined enough to do it, and I could probably tell you... I want to know what this routine a, is. With no warm-up, I go outside, <laughs> and really classy, I have a bench press on my front porch. So, is this and, in Compton, California? <laughs> <laughs> in South Fulton, Tennessee. Is this um, Friday after Saturday next? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and the, even the cooler part was it, it was um, concrete weights. Oh, nice. So, oh, so it was uh, Ethiopia. <laughs> My bad. <laughs> it was concrete weights, and you had to actually have a wrench to tighten the thing, the... Um, clips on oh, geez. <laughs> so once you loaded your weight that That's was your weight, weight. For the day. yeah so i had two <laughs> i had two sets of weight i think i had depending on how young i was but it was anywhere from like 165 to 205 on the bench press and i had i think a 90 pound straight bar yeah. that had concrete weights on it <laughs> so first thing i did was bench every time um I don't remember what I started at, but by the time I was 19, 20, I would do three sets of five or six, I think it was five, of 205 bench press. And it was, which right now I would go, oh, go bench 205 for a set of six with no warm up. I mean, it's easy to bench 205. Yeah, for you. But that would never be my first set. Uh, no, I will no, bench. No, no, no. I will warm up. I my could chest. do it, but I don't yeah, want to. There's a chance my peg would explode too. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> That's the problem. But at 19, you didn't think of that. No. Oh well, I, you can't strain a muscle. Yeah. <laughs> or at least I didn't think about yeah, it. Yeah. No. I definitely uh, don't. And I mean, and so I ended up going outside, and I would do. And the funny thing was, is also the front porch, and we had a outside light, so there's always some light there. But also, that's where spiderwebs decided, hey, this is a good place oh, to build spiderwebs. So half the time, I'd be benching, <laughs> and I'd be like, is there a spider on my face? <laughs> oh, God. So I would do three sets of six. Three sets of flight situation. Yeah. Finish all yeah, five. Yeah, finish out that rep. <laughs> and what was funny is when I was pushing myself to those limits, I, every once in a while, because I didn't have a spotter, my brother never worked out really much of any. And so I would... Get the weight stuck in my chest every once in a while. Yeah, I've and, had that happen too. And you slide it down to the hips, slide. and you stand up. <laughs> yes, but it's, it's hard. It, but it's still pretty exhausting, and it's oh, kind of yeah. scary well, when no one's around. It's exhausting because you just did a max set where you failed. So <laughs> yes. you're like, <sighs> like trying to get this thing off you with zero chest power anymore. Yeah. yeah. I've been there before. And then also you're scared. So I'd like, I'd had this adrenaline drop <laughs> yeah. and I'd be like, all right, I got to go finish the rest of the further 40 minutes of this workout. Nobody saw it, but you're just like adrenaline dump by yourself in the basement. Like, <laughs> Whoa, what just happened? <laughs> I've totally had that yeah. before. And so then, so I would did that for years. I'd a lot of times throw in like three sets of 25, 30 pushups right after that to get a good chest bump. Uh, then I'd, grab my 85 pound bar and do three sets of 10 to 12 uh curls sometimes i throw in some reverse curls in there so you're literally you did it was like you were in prison for seven years yes. <laughs> <laughs> i would also my ceiling was too low 
that I couldn't do shoulder presses. So I would do kneeling up. shoulder presses. I'd get on my knees, which right now I still think about that at almost 40 years old. Being on my knees and pressing, I'm like, ooh, that would be uncomfortable. I would just <laughs> sure. do a Z press now, which I didn't even yeah. know that was a thing. But I, I thought just, you were going to say you're just like half repping it. No, I ended up, I did my full reps. And then what's also funny is I did a lot of forearm work for some reason. Like I oh, yeah, had like one of those roller, roller yeah. things. My brother had one of those. And I would do some abs and that would usually be a day. I you that. noticed, no legs. <laughs> <laughs> like I, I wish I could go notice. back to my 16-year-old self and be notice. like, dude, grab that 95-pound bar and do like 50 lunges or something. Yeah. You know? I was I, at Nutrition Factory uh, just to like promote burn or whatever. And... <laughs> Uh, in Hendersonville, and the majority of the dude people that walk in are dudes for the most part. There was like eight customers in the time I was there, and five of them were guys. But every single one of them like could like needed to belt because they couldn't hold up their pants. Like none of them had it was all upper body and no legs. Just like the classic golds bodybuilder guy that doesn't train legs ever. Well, the weird thing was is genetically I just don't have big glutes anyway. But then I avoided all legs, yeah. which is even more ridiculous. But I played basketball a lot, and I played volleyball, and I never wanted my legs tired because I might play three times a yeah. week. And I was like, well, I don't want tired legs. And I was like, that's a workout in your legs too, right? But it's really... Plyometric one. Plyometric. Yeah. So I always could jump. And even when I first started even CrossFit, I would started squatting before I started CrossFit. But even when I started CrossFit, like my leg drive was low, but I could power clean or power snatch or do that type of thing okay i just right. didn't have a lot of drive out of the hoe because i did a lot of plyometric right. work so you had power just not yeah. necessarily like absolute strength and i would go for a mile i never ran far but i'd run a mile three times a week pretty reasonably consistent what and kind of time was that mile don't know i got probably at 19 i bet i could run a five minute mile ish damn i mean i that summer was probably the i would tell you, there's three years that were the best shape of my life, and it was 19, 27, and 37. And at 19, I could run them out really, really quickly. And I played sports all the time and still lifted my weights, but, I mean, it was probably right around a five-minute mile time, but I never officially timed one. I can tell you, after I blew out my knee, which I was 19, I was playing pickup basketball, and I shot a shot from the top of the key, bricked it right, and I knew it was going out of bounds, and there was a... I say he's an older guy, but he's probably younger than I am now. But, you know, just a, yeah. some dad. and he <laughs> Fucking uh, loser. Yeah. And I knew he wasn't going to make it to the ball to get the rebound. He oh, was just going to let it go out. Was he wearing new balances? <laughs> probably. <laughs> but, so, also, the out-of-bounds line at this gym was probably about four feet away from a brick wall. From brick. Nice. Like, the side walls. And they were brick. Where was this at? Mayfield, Kentucky, okay. middle of nowhere. There you have it. So that's probably, if you're wondering where that is, probably 20 to 30 minutes from Paducah, Kentucky. I'm sure okay. you've driven from yeah. that. Yeah. Um, and so I was like, well, I'm going to go run that ball down because I can get to it. And I can either throw it back to one of my teammates or I can throw it off the face of this guy. This <laughs> guy. <laughs> go out of bounds on him. <laughs> so I took, off, I took off running for it. And right when I jumped, he lowered his shoulder and uh. hit me. And so I was bracing up to not hit the brick wall and didn't even think about my lower body. And because I got all that side momentum going from him pushing me, when my right leg hit the ground, it popped out sideways. Oh, God. 
And so then at about 20, I wanted to start working out my legs and, and I, uh, but every time I worked out my legs, let's say I'd work them out for six months, my knee would pop out of place. And then I'd go back to square one and then rework them. And then finally I was just like, all right, I'm not gonna work out my legs till I have knee surgery. And my wife was in college, so I never had knee surgery till I was 24. But by the time I got down here at Garrett Wade, uh, we became friends playing basketball and we started working out together. So, you know, I mean, he was a, he's a good personal trainer in the area and he was kind of just getting into that personal training, uh, certification and all that stuff. So I learned a lot of stuff through him, even though we kind of learned it together, but I mean, he was putting in the time. In the the Godfather Garrett, yeah. Garrett Wade. <laughs> yeah. But he was putting forth the time and effort to learn more about form. And to learn new strategies on working out where it just wasn't like, go and do four sets of 12 and then go yeah. do this. So did he that. find CrossFit like when he was So training. that's what's funny is he was, back on the internet, I mean, people had it, but before smartphones and all that, he was just looking up different training methods. I remember we did, uh, what's his name? Metzer? Metzer. And it was like, we it was a hard workout where we would do like a lot of max effort. Sounds work. like his first name would be Justin. I don't know. <laughs> something like I want to say it's like Metz Mike Metz or mm-hmm. something like that. Anyway. But he uh, he did a lot of max effort stuff where you would be bench pressed to failure, then you'd do four reps of negatives, and then you'd have to do an extreme stretch at the end of that Damn. because it was supposed to tear down muscle fibers even more. And we did that for a while, and both of us seen good results. And yeah, that's when I got into more leg stuff. And at 27, and I mean, we worked out together on and off, but 27 was the year we worked out together. And that's when I got, even after my knee surgery and stuff, I got where I could dunk a basketball and do all that stuff. That's why I always said 27 is one of my best, most athletic years. Is the comeback. I had a lot of, I had, a even though comeback. like I was 24 is when I got my surgery at the end of 24. So 25, the 25 was kind of a recovery year, getting my knee back underneath me. All that stuff. 26, I uh, just had it worked out like normal. And 27 was like my first, really, even though I always have worked out. I mean, I've worked out since the day I was 14. I work out probably an average of three days a week. Yeah. And I'm turning 40 this month. Yeah, but you're not 100% back until you're not thinking about it. Right. And I still wore my knee brace. I think the day I dunked a basketball, I had my knee brace yeah. on. But, because uh, I still that just thought about it. Yeah, for sure. But... Going back to that mile before I go into the other thing, um, I did at 24, I challenged my brother-in-laws to a mile race because they're big, strong guys. And I was like, well, I probably as a small guy. Yeah, I'll last him. Uh, so they, we decided to meet one Saturday and go for a race. I think I was, it was probably a year before my surgery. So I was probably like 23. And we met on this course. It was a one loop is a mile. And that would be intense. And so the first half is a lot of downhill, then you flatten out, and then you go uphill for the majority of the last half. And I was like, all right, let's see what I can hang for. But the stupid thing was, is we challenged it about two months out. I ran one time for practice. So it was August of that year. <laughs> I'd run one mile all year. Oh, God. Were they training for it? Uh, my one brother-in-law trains like every day. Okay. He's like one of those guys who just, he's going to lift weights. He's going to work out. He does plyometrics every morning at like 5 a.m. before he goes into work. One of those guys. Yeah, that he just loves working out. So we ended up going. So I was like, all right, I'm going to keep pace with Sean, who's my older brother. And I keep pace with him for about the half mile mark and then he just goes huh 
and just tanks off. And I'm like, all right, can't keep up with that. Oh, damn. <laughs> and so then... Uh, he had the energy to go, huh. Like, he just went... Like, it's... For some reason, <laughs> I've seen her, my younger brother-in-law do that before when he decided to put forth a little more effort. He just kind of goes, huh. And then he'll just tank off. And I'm like, all right, they're more athletic than I am. I'm going to look for that next time Sneathia wants to finish a workout. <laughs> but, She's going to be down on her, her Spider-Man stance. Yeah. And be like, huh. I'm like, oh, here we go. <laughs> and then she still doesn't take <laughs> off. <laughs> so then I decided to keep up with my younger brother-in-law, and we stayed together and uh, had no chance of catching the older brother-in-law, and he finished without going overly hard the older brother-in-law did. And yeah. I think he was like a 5, 15 mile or something like that. <laughs> that's my, I think that's my fastest mile. Um, and then, and that's from like a 6 foot to, he's 255 now, but probably at the time about 230. Damn. And then uh, I kept up with the younger brother line. I tried to outsprint him at the end, but he's faster than me. <laughs> <laughs> and he didn't give up. And I think he ran a 540 and I ran a 542. Damn. And that's no practice. No practice at all. That's, I mean, that's three fast miles, though. Yeah. And so I go, am I, when I was 19, before any knee injuries, before anything like that, and I ran a mile five times a week. And I knew how good I felt running a mile. I think I could have hit that five-minute mark yeah. or below. Not saying way below, but I think I could have hit yeah, it. Yeah, you specifically trained it. Yeah. When you were talking about the, the bench press in your front yard, yeah. we used to set up because we had, like, the weightlifting things, yeah. which I don't know how your setup was. But I would squat in, on the sidewalk over, like, our front yard <laughs> that was in there. And one time the mailman fucking hopped in and did a set. I swear. <laughs> he must not have been squatting much. or He it was, was like 225. So he actually yeah. wasn't a weak he was like, oh, I love. He's like, I love working out, man. I'm, I go every single time after work. And he just hopped in. And I was like, dude, it's still your set. Let's go. Well, <laughs> <laughs> man, wore you out. Yeah, I was like, I don't care. Yeah. He's probably stronger than I was at the time. Yeah. I also had a, me and Riley had a professor. Um, he taught us strength and conditioning. But it was more so for people that had absolutely no idea how to lift or knew anything about strength conditioning so like he kept he would call on me a lot because he knew I was like literally in, I was probably interning at the time or an assistant I don't know but his name was Richard Putnick and he was a really intense dude to the point that several times he would be like alright if I had to pick a lower body exercise and I had to choose one. Someone has a gun to my head. And, I, and he would say that, like, metaphor oh, all of the time. Like, an uncomfortable this is the amount. one exercise I would do yeah. forever. Yes, and I was like, why do you constantly find yourself in these situations with guns in your <laughs> I live in St. Louis, dude. <laughs> <laughs> it's, the, it's just part of life. I'm like, oh my God. And he's like, the leg press. I'm like, the leg press? Gun to your head, leg press? Mine, for me, if you said gun to my head like for me I wouldn't say that because that's a little much for a college seminar it would be a lunge I love the lunge I like that it isolates the legs you still get the full depth and it teaches you balance and and it doesn't compress your spine as much as just a natural back sweat and that's someone that's coming from back injury yeah, yeah. but you also I was trying to tell this to a tool um, two days ago um, you can like load, like say you load 225 and you finally can lunge 225. Like that's a relatively good squat, but now you're lunging it. So you're doing that on one leg, but you don't really realize it because it's like, it's just like, oh, I just lunged it. But every single time you do a lunge, it's 
you're only using one leg yeah. at a time. So it's you're loading like overloading your legs as opposed to doing a squat. Yeah, and the squat for me, and every injury I've had with my back has been a compression injury. So not that you can't do lightweight lunges for a long time, but even when people were doing that max set of twenty, which sometimes gets ridiculous. Yeah. When I got yeah. done with that, were my legs tired? Yes, but my core, my back were exhausted. Yep. And when we were doing the lunges with uh, and Rob hopped in, when oh, we yeah. got heavy on those, like you start like I was after each set, it was like I had just ran or sprinted two hundred meters. Yeah, it's literally what it felt like. Right, but so that the reason I like the lunges is it good to load your body? Yeah, but when your legs get a certain strength, maybe the load sometimes gets a little crazy, especially yeah. from someone that I've had low back injuries, and I just that's why I would. If you said, Tim, what would you do for the rest of your life? I would choose a lunge, yeah. a weighted lunge. Also, anytime I tweaked my back, I just go to a split squat or lunge. Right. Every single time. Yeah. And it, you can still get, you can get plenty of strength. Really strength. Yeah. And I've heard sure. of some, I, I can't remember who Hal was telling me, he was a CrossFit athlete, that they said he never went for max squats anymore. He just squatted every once in a while, but he mainly did isometric, or not isometric, but uh, isolation leg exercises hmm. for his workouts and did a lot of lunging and uh, what's the one? Bulgarian split yeah. squats and stuff like that. God, we used to do those every week in college. Yeah. And would be sore yeah. every single time. Yeah. Like, no matter sore. what you do. That's I do how lunges like, or yeah. Bulgarian split squats, I get way more sore than I do doing back squats. Yeah, it's so, like when you, if you were to program like a 30, 20, 10 that had like a back rack lunge at 135. Yeah be destroyed if that was on a monday my ass would be sore for four days the other movement that gets me sore, no matter what sore no matter what you can be like all right i just did a hundred toes to bar i'd be like cool i just did eight ghd sit-ups and i can't <laughs> <laughs> i don't know if that's because like we don't do them, do them enough. enough it is a it's lot of it is. Part, yeah. because i know I mean, some people that train it and they <sighs> i've heard of someone doing over 200 in a workout and i was like i literally would have to go to the hospital for Rabdo. <laughs> i get like 15 and i'm like uh, what is that? <laughs> yeah, so GHDs wreck me. Those now I know I can build up my tolerance to GHDs, and I actually enjoy GHDs when I'm not getting motion sickness. I'm, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I remember Taylor would get the worst headaches. He would say he'd get headaches yeah, all the time from the up down. Yeah, yeah. I remember seriously running, doing a GHD run workout, and I was running by the street with my eyes closed <laughs> because because I was spinning so much. I was like, I don't want to be it's nauseous. Terrifying traffic. <laughs> <laughs> this man's possessed. He's running with his eyes closed. But going back to the training, so I went at 27 when I was getting in really good shape. I think this is what stopped me from getting into CrossFit earlier. Is I was in really good shape at 27 i mean i hit a lot of my i had a few goes in life on physical things i wanted to be able to bench 300 i wanted to run for this is kind of sad a, a sub 540 and i wanted to dunk a basketball and that it's year not sad, but. Uh, that year i got where i was running 4840s pretty consistently handheld um i dunked a basketball i didn't bench 300 but i was up in the upper twos and then uh, Garrett was just online one time and he found a little place talking about CrossFit. So he looked it up and we went to a place in Cool Springs. It was the only gym in town. That's it was crazy. At, it was like at like a game or something like that. It was this giant gym and they just had a small part of it that they trained out of. But he said, hey, town this Saturday, because me and him would hung out all the time. 
It was like this Saturday they're having a CrossFit competition over there. And I was like, well, let's go. So you're talking about 2007. Yeah. So the whole place is full of knee sleeves, calf sleeves, uh, wristbands, headbands, wrist tape, thumb <laughs> tape, finger tape, elbow guards, just like yeah. the most gear in the world. Yeah. And it's just these people like that aren't impressive athletes. They're kind of like the <laughs> outcasts of society kind of, yeah. that it's like the that still exercise. I mean, they still were in pretty decent yeah. shape, but they were the different kind of guys. Definitely the pariahs. Of yeah. So like I was watching it and I look around and I go, I'm not impressed because it's not the best athletes doing it. It's just guys that want to be fit doing it. And now there, the guy who won it, it was this really built black guy. And I was like, all right, I can't compete with him physically. But I redid one of the workouts that I watched them do when I got home. And I put up the second fastest time of anyone that did it. So I was like, man, I would have been pretty good at this. And I, and I, But I also was so tired at the end of it. I was like, I don't ever want to do that again. Right, yeah. Because, I mean, no one had ever... No one did CrossFit at the time. Right. So, like, it felt like Never hell. felt like that before, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't And I think it was, like, a 12-minute-ish workout or something. I couldn't tell you what anything yeah. was on the workout. That would be cool if you could. But That'd be cool. I think it had some box jumps. See, so I could kill and it now. And so the other thing was is that it had a lot of... Uh, I had to improvise the workout, so maybe it wouldn't have been apples to apples. Yeah. But I still felt like I was in that right. realm. And so I was like, dude, I'm doing my own workout and not even practicing this. And I could probably beat, I probably might have made the podium, you know, at that thing. Yeah. Maybe not, but I might have made the podium. I was like, and I don't even train for that. So they come over and train with me. I was like, I'd smoke them and then I could beat them in sports. Um, but then, so I just didn't ever do it. And then for a while later, Garrett was, uh, we kept training. And I mean, even in our training that we did. We did hang cleans. We did things like that. I'm not saying we did perfect form hang yeah. cleans, but we did. You knew cleans. of them at least. Yeah. Most people don't even know of them. So. Yeah. And by this time, I did have steel weights and a 45 pound bar, an Olympic bar, really. So that was so an improvement some, over some tough hang cleans, though. <laughs> that was a ink, ink, chink, 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 chink. Every single rep. Yeah, I'm not saying that they were the best spinning or that I even knew that things were supposed to spin, but it yeah, wasn't exactly. concrete weights with a gray plastic sleeve over the top. <laughs> Do you know what I'm talking about on the gray plastic yes. sleeve? Yes. So, like, you could not have a wide grip bench press on the concrete weights. Yeah. Because the concretes are touching your forearms. <laughs> so. Uh. Then, uh, so then probably when I was around third, right after that competition, Garrett actually joined a CrossFit, joined that one CrossFit gym and he did it for a couple months, but it was just too far of a drive and he didn't stay with it. And then we didn't know if it turned into anything. And I guess 2011, 2012, he, Garrett joined a gym on this side of town, it was called CrossFit. Vector? No. <laughs> no. That's all I know of. Uh, From no. the past. When I, when I say this side of town, I meant not west side of downtown. So it any was, side of west is what you mean. Yeah, yeah. And I think, I can't remember what that original one was called. Was it called CrossFit, Six, CrossFit Music City? They joined, which is not the same CrossFit Music City okay. today. That is Gulch. Yeah. Formerly. CrossFit Music City was on uh, Centennial Parkway. It's just in a, yeah. a district that no one lives. It's 
just where people go. So basically, if you got on Briley and went the opposite way, you'd get off Centennial, would be the first turn. Um, but he joined there. It's a marble slap now. And I joined there. Yeah. <laughs> and I joined there. And once again, because no one was any good at CrossFit at the time, like my first CrossFit class, I think I put the second fastest time up of the day. And I do remember that workout. What was it? 21, 15, 9, uh, 95-pound thruster, and hand release push-ups, I believe. That's a burner. Yeah, and I, and I will tell you that my time wasn't anything spectacular. Yeah. But just no one's was. Like, if right. you told someone back then, hey, people can do Fran in sub-3, like normal people. Yeah. Like normal athletic people. And there's even a few people that are pushing like that two minute mark. They'd be like, no way. Right. How? Because we only know how to do crappy kipping pull ups. <laughs> the the and, cycle time is five. <laughs> you get one pull up every five seconds. Yeah. <laughs> Which, I mean, nothing wrong with a kipping pull up, but no one knew what a butterfly pull up was. Yeah. So, and then I stayed at that gym. Chris Spieler changed the game. Yeah. I stayed at that gym for, I don't know. Two to three months probably is all I did at that gym um, because I just wasn't impressed with the coaches. And that was a problem back then in CrossFit. And that's when CrossFit, yeah. I believe, was getting a bad name is because no one really knew how to coach. There's no regulation. No one knew, no one knew real regulation. Yeah, and no one knew what a real Olympic lift was. We had an Olympic lifting coach. I'm not saying he was bad. He's the only one who taught me anything. He at least taught me how to do an overhead squat. Because, like, the first day I tried doing a hard squat, I didn't know where to hold the bar. Nightmare. Didn't do that. Didn't know where to be Couldn't engaged. Do it. So I was just like, you can't squat with a bar over there. <laughs> it's is impossible. Ridic- Erroneous. <laughs> this is ridiculous. <laughs> and so I just... The bar over my head? Okay. You do it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> I will. But then... So, I mean, if you can't even squat with a bar over your head and didn't even think it's possible, then you definitely didn't know what a snack was. <laughs> we're certainly weren't going to try one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, I uh, learned a little bit there. But I was also one of those people that I just... I, I don't know. I feel like if you were a single guy, you can spend extra time there. But I'd been married for years. Yeah, and I was true. just like, all right, I'm going to go to my class and then I'll come home. Yep. And I'd come home. but And I, every once in a while, I stayed and... I th- did a couple Olympic liftings. No one ever taught me a kip the whole time I was there. I mean, I did all strict pull-ups. Oh, no one taught, no one said anything about, hey, you know, you either can do a double one or you can't. Yeah. Tough. Um, if you can't. Um, no one ever taught anything. And they also did a lot of stuff, which I've, I've, you know that I don't do this in a class. If I can do the workout at home, I don't program. Yeah. I agree with that. Um, for the most part. Yeah, I mean, there's every once in a while you do a yeah. you do a body weight workout, but like they would just have a 5k day. But there at least be like a like a row or something. Like you don't have a row right home. Yeah, yeah. So at least you can. Yeah, but I mean, they said, yeah, we'll sometimes just do a 5k. <sighs> and I'm like, uh, I can go run a. Yeah, I don't need lame. to come here and that's and spend it. That's the only thing. Yeah, yeah, for a 5k. Well, if you try hard enough, it should be a good enough workout. I don't want to. Yeah, I understand. A 5K is a good workout. It's 33 degrees outside. Yeah, a 5K is a good workout. But I can go run a 5K on my own. Yeah, exactly. But, so, I mean... With my headphones. Yeah. And so I stayed there for a little bit, learned a few things, and then decided that Garrett, with his personal training, I was like, I need to... I'm going to go get my 
personal training certification, which I went and got a CSCS, Certified Strength and Conditioning That's Specialist. That's right, gang gang. Yeah. You are in it too, right? Yeah. <laughs> which is probably the most respected of all certifications. The most respected of all. Yes. Continue. <laughs> and um, so I went and got that. And then. I have to renew it, and I don't want to so bad. <laughs> um, then I decided to go get a, a CrossFit certification, and we we're going to open up our gym at the beginning of 2013. Um, so this is six years later after we find out about it. Yes. Right. Okay. So I basically, so like it's I, said, I just wasn't impressed. And then even still 2012, 13 people still didn't know how to snatch. So I don't know what they were doing. Like I didn't see a barbell at the t- that competition. I saw in 07. I'm sure make sure they did something with the barbell. Yeah. But it was probably, <laughs> but it was like a strict press. Just like a regular scaled competition now. Yeah. Oh yeah, I guarantee. Like if if you showed up and they're like, "Hey, we're going to do one shoulder to overhead," and you put two hundred twenty pounds over your head, people are like, "Who is this? <laughs> did King Kong show up? <laughs> that guy? That guy did two twenty five of what? A split jerk? What's a split jerk? <laughs> like so, I don't know what was going on. I said it's just like a lot of movement yeah. workouts. Um, but so like that's, <laughs> so remember the. Have you ever seen the documentary, like, Every Rep Counts or something like that on Netflix? It's an old uh, documentary on CrossFit. Yeah. And they, they go over, like, the first games, I guess? Oh, the first games. The one at the I ranch, have... correct? Yes. Yeah, so Jason Kalipa won. Not the first one. Okay, that's the one. I think it was 08. James Fitzgerald, I believe, won the first CrossFit So games. I think the 08 one, they were at the ranch again, and they're doing... That final workout, which is like 30 hand clean and jerks for time at 155. And this dude is dropping them from overhead, catching it as it's bouncing off the ground and going into his clean. <laughs> and then like the whole workout ends and he's like, yeah, yeah. And Dave Castro just uh, disqualifies him. He's like, you can't do that. He was like, what? No one ever said anything. Oh, and he weird. was like, he was like, you know, you can't do that. And in, in my opinion, I don't really like Dave Castro, but I agree with him. Like, well, you sh- look you around. No one else is doing that. You're being right. an idiot. But at the same time, tell me the rules. Yeah, true. I go. I've done that before in competitions where I go because part of CrossFit is do it the most efficient way possible. Yeah, and I mean, it's they, less fatiguing to catch yeah, you off the bounce. It definitely is. It looks bad, but <laughs> yeah, but I'm it's like, dangerous. But also, it. I mean, I. I don't remember what the first CrossFit game was. That 07 when James Fitzgerald? I think James Fitzgerald won the first one. I, I would so. love to see what those max lists were. I think they did a the CrossFit max, which I believe totally, is yeah. is deadlift, back squat, and overhead strict press. press. Yeah. I think it's strict. I don't yeah. think it's any overhead press. And uh, and I'd love to see those numbers. I bet the guy still could out deadlift me and out squat me. But I bet that strict press wasn't very impressive back then. There's probably like some random dude. Like Rob Orlando that put up yeah. something impressive, but couldn't do anything. Like came in last on the you know seven k mile run or the seven k hike run or whatever. Which I can I still no, respect no. some of those athletes because they adapted with the game. Yeah, but some of them just were like random dudes that just yeah. disappeared. Like, I lost this year. I'm done. Yeah, but also they just also I mean one they physically couldn't adapt because they just weren't genetically built for CrossFit. Yeah. And when I say that, I mean everyone can do CrossFit, but to compete at a national level. I hope people realize that. 
Because it is, it is. There's levels to this. To quote Lots Izzy, I know I can't. I, if you tell me, Tim, you're 19 years old again, and you can run a five minute mile and all this stuff, wouldn't you love to know what CrossFit was? I was like, yeah, I'd like to know how to lift weights properly. Yeah, I but <laughs> I probably could be, I have competed at a national level. There's no way in hell. <laughs> I would be better than I am today, but I would not be at a competitive, yeah, re- I, even a regional level. I no, be. I wouldn't. Doesn't be. matter. I would, no matter what you taught me, I would have never had the genetic leg strength needed to compete at CrossFit <laughs> no. at the highest level. And it's sad when people start to realize that, but it's just, it's what it is. is. And yeah. when you, when you talked about training to like dunk a basketball or run a sub five, um, 40, like those are more practical applications than being like, I'm trying to deadlift 800 this year. Yeah. It's like, you're never actually going to have to do that. I don't know, unless you can physically deadlift a car and save someone's life. That'd be yeah. like the only functional thing. But like running and jumping might actually come in handy at some point in yeah. emergency. Dude, I got a jack. I've been working on this, dude. <laughs> yeah. Hold on. <laughs> you got straps and a belt? No. <laughs> well, then forget it. <laughs> well, okay. Well, she's going to die. Grab the jack. <laughs> <laughs> she's, she's suffocating. <laughs> but, I mean... But yeah, so I mean, through that, like I said, I learned a lot of stuff through myself. Ben Garrett helped me a lot. Then when we joined the gym, we didn't want to be like a lot of the other gyms and just put your routine up and say, all right, let's do it. I wanted to teach people how to lift weights. So I gave myself an assignment every, and I, CrossFit level one certification, and maybe it's changed since I took it in 2000, December 2012. I did not think it was worth the money. Yeah. Other than I got to open my gym. I mean, it's But 100%. I also just had a CSCS certification, which is very hard to take. Yeah. And so that was really grade school level the compared gold to the CSCS. standard <laughs> of certification. <laughs> yeah. So that was really low level, comparatively speaking. But now I went classic, got- like Ponzi scheme stuff. Like any big organization like that is yeah. getting it's a money grab partially now i have went on to get my crossfit level two since that actually was a pretty good certification i actually enjoyed the classes and it felt like i learned a lot that's cool because that's people that are taking it more serious right for sure um but going back to that so i decided i was i'd give myself a movement every week i had to learn how to do and learn how to do efficiently Sometimes it took all week and it was sucked and you thought about it a lot sometimes i'd be like all right i'm gonna learn how to do a rope climb and I watched one video and did a rope climb. And I said, all right, that took six minutes to learn how to do. Yes. <laughs> no. I, I get the whole week to rest. <laughs> I know, exactly. <laughs> I'd be so sad. That'd be me. I'd be like finding the ones and watching videos that I think I could do and be like, yeah. oh, let's do that one this week. Yeah. And so, but then like still Olympic lifting was, you can't learn Olympic lifting hardly on your own. Yeah. Or, or overnight, even with yeah. someone. So, like, that was the hardest part. Like, I picked up all the gymnastics stuff pretty quickly. Um, and still, butterfly wasn't a thing. Yeah. Until the end of the first year. Uh, I entered a competition the first year uh, on my CrossFit gym. So, 2013. And there was a max set of pull-ups. Ugh. I came in third place on that event. And I did... 40, 42. So you do it just without dropping. Yeah. Well, you could hang on the bar as long as you want. I did. And I did all I'm kipping. Um, there was a lot of people starting to try to do the butterfly yeah. at that point. 
And I think everyone that tried doing butterfly got no rep over 50% of the reps. So it would be those guys. Do you and know I even had one guy who hit his chin three times. You know, ding, ding, oh, ding. God. <laughs> somebody, somebody told me today that there's a place downtown that you can like do a dead hang from. And if you hold it for two minutes, you get like $500 or something like that. I can do that. I How skinny is the bar? Like, I don't know. I don't now, know. Now the bar that thickness is. and stuff makes if but it's skinny or thick. It can make it way. The harder. guy who told me was like, it was. I just watched a bunch of like these like big jack dudes try it. I was like, and they probably couldn't do it. I was like, the dude that finishes that is going to be like a, a way climber. yeah mm-hmm. leaner dude that maybe doesn't look like he works out at all like right. until he's working out and his muscles yeah. actually show. But yeah, that'd I be mean, easy money for like a hundred and thirty yeah, pound I mean, dude. I did. I. Someone told me about that, not that place, but like two years ago that you get make so much money or they're like, no one could do a free hang for two minutes. And so I just went to my gym. Now those are perfect pull-up bars. Yeah. And, and I don't know the so I just hung, I just hung on from it and did it for two minutes. I was like, it wasn't enjoyable, but it wasn't the hardest thing I've ever done. I definitely know a handful of women at Burn that could do that as well. Yeah. I'm positive. I could not. I would give my, a minute. I could give you a minute. Okay. I don't think I, maybe a little bit more, and yeah. that would just be extra. No effing way! I'm holding for two minutes. And also, is there any advantage to going switch grip, or can you switch your grip? Nah, I don't know. That's we need to know the rules. Oh, uh, but they didn't tell you that you're hanging off a thirty-story edge. So it's- <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> shit, white people do <laughs> those stupid videos on Instagram of like the dudes that like walk out to the ledge and then they hold onto like a skyscraper with one hand. Uh-uh. And like their buddies videotaping them and they're like freaking doing their stupid bro process. Yeah, that's been going on. And for I was a while. like, what has been a person doing? I remember there was a girl that was like, uh, I don't think she was Instagram influencer or anything, but she was taking a picture for her Instagram and she's like leaning over the edge and fell off the edge <gasps> like five years ago or something. And I'm like, nah, I'm not doing any of that type of stuff. What an absolute nightmare. But so then I got into. We just kind of, I hired a guy to come in and do some Olympic training with it. He's a really good, he was a really good trainer too, but that got me at least some knowledge. Yeah. Um, and I had all my coaches there. Then I had another guy that was a pretty good Olympic lifter come through my gym who stayed a few months and gained a little more knowledge from him. Then you come and help too. I cleaned up a few more things. Cool. Uh, but then, I mean, that was my Olympic lifting. Most of the most of the gymnastics and all that stuff I learned on my own and through YouTube. Yeah, I mean, that's honestly how I learned a lot of weightlifting. I read, and then I learned more gymnastics being with yeah. you and a couple past trainers. But I mean, YouTube is pretty reverse. awesome. I wish it was around oh, yeah. when I was a kid. I For reconfigured sure. my jump shot this year using YouTube. <laughs> the. Uh, yeah, because I would watch videos, and there'd be like a couple dudes that I'd lift with every once in a while, but they weren't putting up anything. Like, if they saw what I could lift now and how far I surpassed it, what we were lifting, they'd be like, holy crap. Because no one was hitting more than a 185 snatch oh, or a 225. The first, hit. that year, I, I don't remember the exact numbers, but I wish I could, but I'm pretty sure that same competition I was in, it was one snatch from the ground. One hang snatch, whatever you could do. I did 155 in practice really easily. I missed it in the competition. <laughs> I did 135. What, what was the best you think there? I think someone hit 205. Yeah, and a couple people and a couple people will hit 185. Yeah, 
And uh, but I mean, that's like, so low compared to hell. It's so yeah. bad. Now I can tell you during that competition, <laughs> there was um, one of the big Atlas stone concrete yeah. stones, and you it was one thirty five, cool. and you had to lift it and throw it over your shoulder and drop it on, and it was out on dirt. Um, one of the worst events I've ever done because Just I like wasn't climbing. very strong. But when I started CrossFit, I looked more like a rock climber. Yeah. Just lean. <laughs> yeah. I was 165 yeah. pounds. Same. And cut. I was and 150, which is ridiculous. And I ended up uh, showing up at the competition the day before because I'd never done a Atlas stone. And they were like, all right. Um, I was like, can I try one of these out before, um, before the day of the competition? They're like, yeah, come on. So I walked over to the 135 pound Atlas stones, or and they were like, <laughs> like the size of a basketball. <laughs> what? And I was like, they, did they actually weigh? I was, I was like, those are the 135 pound ones. And she goes, no, they're the 95 pound ones. And I said, well, well, I'm doing RX. And she goes, you're doing RX. <laughs> oh shit. <laughs> So that like really boosted my confidence. That is cold blooded, dude. <laughs> so then I went out back and she showed me the one thirty five, and they were normal sizes. <laughs> <laughs> they were normal size Atlas stones, and That's so I picked it cool. up. I'd watched a video on how to lift them, so I picked it up and was like, "All right, I can do that. That's not a big issue." The other guy that was entering could not lift them, <laughs> which made me feel a little better. I was like, "All right, cool. I'm better than one dude." Right. Yeah. And then when I showed up, I was still way smaller than everybody else, yeah. and I ended up uh, on that Atlas stone. I think I only had to do like seven of them, but at that time, seven of those were a nightmare. Then you had to drag a sled. Do a 70-pound kettlebell swing for 20 reps, drag the sled back, and you got to do it for two rounds. And I remember like it was like a 12-minute time gap or something. And I made it through the first round. I was behind everyone. Then I was dragging the thing. The first way the kettlebells hit all my kettlebell swings in a row was dragging it back. And I looked at my judge, and I was like, am I about to time cap? And she was like, you're three minutes in. I was just like, I can't move anymore. <laughs> I feel that on a spiritual level. Oh, I was just God. like, I was like, I, I didn't want to do as bad as so I was. Just time did. cap me, please. Yeah, but I was like, can, you have can I just minutes. quit? <laughs> you have eight minutes. Oh, that is, that second round of Atlas Stones <laughs> over my shoulder was a shit show. It was ridiculous. I think I think one oh, of them I, when I went to throw it over my shoulder, it I stumbled. I probably took 20 steps like I, cause I got it almost on my shoulder and I was trying to balance it and I was just like walking in a circle and you had to, you had to show control once it got there. Oh yeah. And then I finally, I looked at her and I was like, please just like, give me the rep. And she's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> so, but what was funny is that second round, like I said, I like to grind. I passed so many people Yeah, just and it was a nightmare. God. But I never recovered after that workout. That was the first workout of the day. Like when he said, all right, time to snatch. I was like, how? How are you supposed to do that? It's only been two hours since I did the last workout. And I still can't move properly. Me and my brother had to do that. We did that competition and you had to push a sled uh, 400 meters, but it was two laps. And we got done with like the first lap, which was 200 meters. And 
I was like, oh my, like in my head, I was like, I, I can't believe we have to do another lap. Like I had nothing left in my hamstrings or my glutes yeah. or calves at all. And was breathing so hard. So we would like switch on and off. It's one of the hardest things to do in the world, like in terms of fitness. Oh, well, I'll get over to my sled push story in a competition a little bit. But so that <laughs> rest of that day, I mean, I think I finished middle of the pack. But there was another workout that was like 10 cleans, 10 shoulder to overheads, and like 10 burpee box jump overs. I don't remember how many rounds. Yeah. It was short. It might have been a AMRAP. I don't even remember. So I think it was a AMRAP, a short AMRAP. So my goal was I'm going to do nine cleans, catch my breath, do my 10th one, and then do my shoulder to overheads, and then start on the burpees. Well, I only had the weights that was at my gym. I didn't realize that there was all these uh, super rubbery ones that bounced a mile. <laughs> so my very, I was like, I'm going to do singles on the cleans, guys, and then I'll hang on for the 10 shoulder overheads. So you're lightly letting it down each rep. Uh-huh. You weren't letting it drop. I was dropping all. it. But that was my goal was I was going to drop it. So the very first one, I dropped it. It seriously bounced 15 feet. <laughs> like, yeah. I had to run. <laughs> yeah. It went over my head and I looked at <laughs> No, it was 15 feet away from me. <laughs> and it like rode, and I had to run it down, pull it all the way back to my station, and then I had to hang on to all my cleans. And then, talking about not being able to stick to a strategy at all, I just was like, all right, I just have to do everything unbroken now. Cool. <laughs> Sweet. <laughs> That's what I was hoping I'd have to do. Oh, my God. But, <laughs> oh, God. But I'm an idiot. Also, how cool... <laughs> And not that anything bad ever happens, but even less organized it was. Yeah. Well, when we were doing the snatch thing, there was like different sections. And of course, this one guy misses his snatch, and a judge is standing right behind him (laughs) and drops 155 pounds on this lady's shoulder. (laughs) (laughs) She's eating a corn dog. (laughs) Oh, it smashed smashed her whole body into the ground. And they had to call an ambulance and go get her. So I'm. And so no one at the competition that was in the competition got injured, but judges were, like, being hauled being off. Impaled by barbells. <laughs> yes. Through the chest. But <sighs> talking about being a smaller CrossFit athlete, um, the reason I decided to put on weight was because of a sled. No. Couldn't I, move it? Couldn't move it. I mean, I could move it, but I moved it way slower than everyone. So I did this competition with Hal when Hal was... Five months into CrossFit, and we did an RX competition, and we had, seriously, like, you had four work at Metcons. All of them were about 12 minutes, which is kind of a good thing for me. Yeah. Like I said, I like to grind. Um, So Hal and I, Hal as an 18-year-old kid, and me as 160, that was the biggest, I'd already put on some size. I got up to 178, I remember, at that competition. Still undersized. Yeah. And... uh, after the four workouts, we were in third place on the podium. And I was like, yay. And then they had one floater wide, and it was a sled push 40 yards down, sled push 40 yards back. You just switched off partners. And I got us off the podium because I couldn't push the sled. I think we came Damn. 15th on that event, and we went to fifth overall. And I said, all right, I got to get bigger. Yeah. And then I, just, then I just started getting bigger and – I kept it where it wasn't gross, but right. it still wasn't cool. <laughs> I got to 197, then I decided I better drop back down because it just didn't feel right. Like 180. What are you right now? 185. Yeah, I was going to say 185. And I'm not as 
toned as I should be. So I, I think 180 to 185 is probably my sweet yeah. spot now because I just decided competing's not my thing. I'm going to compete in volleyball and basketball and use CrossFit as a tool to be the fittest guy playing those sports. Yeah. But after the back injuries I've had, I already was one of the smaller, weaker. Even when I hit 190, I still just couldn't lift. Yeah. What a normal, what you can lift. Not I even think close. My, my best friend Brendan, his max deadlift is like uh, maybe two, 190, 195, maybe. Deadlift? <laughs> <laughs> is he I'm, missing a leg? I'm hoping, <laughs> I'm hoping he's listening, but I've seen him pull. 315 like uh it was 550 yeah i understand and i mean i got a little thicker and i got 405 and i could have done maybe a little more but i wasn't gonna risk it yeah um and i just and and i mean i definitely had to get my squat strength up and but there's people cleaning what i can back squat yeah and so i'm just like eh, it's it's cool that y'all can do that, but it's just not in the realm of possibility for me. Yeah, if you have it to, if you're actually using it for something that it, it's more, I mean, that's what it's meant for more so than just doing the gym every single day. And I, I mean, mean, honestly. And I believe you are kind of the size you are. Like, if you're a 165-pound man, naturally, and that's around what you're at, when you decide to put on 20 pounds of muscle, cool. But the tendons yeah. and ligaments don't necessarily get stronger, or your, True. or your uh, disc in your back—they're only meant to do what a 165-pound man can do, right. not what a 200-pound man can do. And I'm just a thinner. What is that one? Is that the endo- yeah, ectomorph? Ectomorphic. Well, yeah. there's an ecto, meso, and, and an endo, endo, but I don't remember. There's which not one. really. But one of them's the thinner. Everyone thing. wants to be a mesomorph for the most part. The muscular one. The best one. Yeah, yeah but. <laughs> Where everyone's usually a combination of yeah, something. But I mean, so, and I also think a lot of that strength would have been built if I had been squatting when I was young. Yeah. Uh, if you would have started, yeah. Yeah, if I'd started squatting and lunging and doing all that stuff at 14. Right. Then I would have been a different build. But like I said. I think I started training at 15 or 16, but would do legs. But you had, you were actually being coached we to had, some level. To some, yeah. I mean, it might not have been the greatest coach in the world. I still yeah, look at I, a lot of these schools and see yeah. who's coaching, and I'm like, Especially yikes. high school. High yeah. school's real bad. And but, say, yikes. But they still know more than I had no one. Yeah. Like, I I mean, my dad my dad was around, but my dad was never That's a, more an so exercise person. Less teaching me how to do stuff and more teaching me the way to, like, program it. Like, to learn this is how many you're supposed to do in a set and how many times. And, like, a lot right. of people don't know that. Like, they're like, right. how many rounds should... That's why people don't go to the gym, because they have no idea what the fuck to do when right. they get there. The but, and that's not even... I, I mean, you see a lot of them that they at least know that. They at least know, yeah, I've squatted a lot. Now, they might have been squatting high. They might have been going knees forward. Right. They might have been doing all that stuff that too. through high school. Yep. They might have been doing that through For high sure. school. Because the if high school high coaches school don't room. know yeah. that stuff unless you've got one of the rare ones or you go to Well, if you get school. all the way down there, it's bad for your knees. Yeah. It's like... Mm. Not really. It's kind of better. <laughs> what you said? What? I said he's like, well, if you get all the way down there, oh yeah, it's yeah. bad for your knees. Yeah, yeah, it is. If I'm if I let my knees go forward, right. and my knees are over the tips of my if toes, you, it's look, pretty bad for my knees. If you look bad in that position, you need to fix yeah. it. Yeah, right. but so there is no teaching at that level. But 
my dad, like I said, wasn't an exercise guy. So I just kind of made it up. Yeah. And I asked my dad, I was like, if I want to be in really good shape, what do you think would be the most important thing? Be flexible. And I was like, okay. So you didn't listen to him? (laughs) (laughs) Well, when I started CrossFit at 30, I could actually still hold a bar in proper position. So it wasn't the worst. (laughs) I had a front rack position. I had all that stuff. But it still wasn't a... I wish I had been more mobile than I am, yeah, for sure. But I mean, at the same time, I mean, he didn't know what to teach. But this, if you don't have that knowledge base, you don't have that knowledge base. Yeah. So if I had played for a high school, I would, probably would have worked out my legs and done all that stuff. But I was like, man, when I go... Especially like, football or basketball, if you would have played yeah. the opportunity to. Yeah. But <laughs> I took my pickup basketball very seriously and didn't want tired legs. Huh? <laughs> but I know they would have developed more strength and not got tired as easily. If you would have trained like two times a week, you would have been. Oh my god! Perfect. And I bought the coolest. You remember? Do you know what strength shoes are? Oh god! I did strength order shoes. Do you remember those? No. You don't know what those I are. Don't know those are. <laughs> those aren't the bouncy shoes, are they? No. So in it's the like late nineties, they had a shoe, and they had basically a large platform on the front, and your heel never touched the ground. So you're elevated about three inches off the ground. So if you're six foot, you're six foot three now. And you only thing that ever touched was the front of your foot. So basically it's trying to build calf muscle, saying oh you would increase gosh. your vertical by like six inches. And so I ordered some. And I mean I didn't have much money. I was they were a, they were the most expensive shoe I'd ever bought until probably the last two years. They were like $130. And and, and they didn't do much, <laughs> surprisingly. Uh, but also, it came. The thing was, the thing was, it did come with a plyometric workout to do. But once again, I didn't want my legs to be tired, and I was doing it forty minutes a day a lot of times <laughs> yeah, by myself. By myself, and that's just one thing that's hard to do as a kid. Like you're like, no one's showing me how to do this, but it'd be like lunge across. So probably if I had done the workout, I would have increased my workout because it would have had me lunging across the yard and then yeah. doing this other stuff and do, you know doing all this stuff. But yeah. someone might have beat you up and broken your legs <laughs> for, for seeing wearing those. Like, no, probably back in 1996, and you played like, basketball yeah, yeah. like hell yeah, Joe's got street shoes. <laughs> Are you the richest man alive? <laughs> hey, money bags. I didn't realize you made an MBA. <laughs> yeah. but, uh, did you see Mr. Rogers yet? Nope. You haven't seen it? Mm-mm. Do you have any uh, desire to see yeah. Mr. Rogers? Uh, I mean, I see him every week when he comes to the gym. <laughs> <laughs> this is Brit. Brit. <laughs> <laughs> I told it to Garrett. <laughs> this is Brit. And I told it to Riley. I go, is Brit work at Build a Bear Workshop? Is one of the bears? <laughs> uh, no, Mr. Rogers is weird. He's like the creepiest dude to not ever touch a kid. Oh, that's that because every time I, people did talk, you watch him growing up, or was I, he not even around? Yeah, he was. Okay, but every single time I see the preview, I'm like, I've seen so many Netflix documentaries that have gone bad, that I'm like, oh, here's another one. That's and what scared like, no, me it's just, when I first got It's just a documentary about a really nice guy. And I'm like, what? Isn't it weird that a nice guy <laughs> makes you feel weird? Yeah. Why would you be so nice? It doesn't make what sense. Psycho- Something's wrong with this guy. <laughs> yeah. He must be killing people in his basement. For sure. <laughs> Children. <laughs> 
But it is no, I haven't watched it. Everyone tells me it's a great movie, and that. But you know how there's movies that you know are good movies, but you're not in the mood to watch them. Yes, you need to be in the right like, mindset. To like I'm like like a lot of times like we were talking about how we're brain dead when we get off, and yes. all I want to watch is comedies, the Office, or action movies where I don't have to think. Yeah, which sometimes sucks because I think Fast and Furious is pretty crappy movies. <laughs> But at the same time, when I get off work, I can watch a Fast and Furious movie. Not saying I do, but I did watch Hobbs and Shaw. <laughs> I know, because your dad wanted to see it. He was like, I want to, you know what movie I've been dying to see? Hobbs and Shaw. And you're like, it's probably going to be a bad movie. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you don't think The Rock's going to win an Oscar? <laughs> <laughs> Call back to episode three or something like that. <laughs> That's we're my at, dad's knowledge um, of movies. We're at an hour and 19. All right, dude. Thanks for coming over. Cool.